welcome to your creativity. We're the podcast that doesn't quit. I, th- <laughs> I actually think we're kind of like a virus. Right, Dylan? Yep. We just infect and infect and cause pain and destruction. We even got new people this time. We do. That's true. We, we brought an old friend in. You know, I, I would consider a Park City expert, you know, since he's been part of that community for quite some time. Mr. Terry Burden. Hello, fellows. So nice to see you. I'll, I'll say hello to Skippy even before he's introduced. It's nice to meet you, my Hi, friend. Hi, Terry. I, uh, I know you by name, by uh, reputation. Does my, rep- my reputation preceded me? In the very best way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what is Skippy's reputation? Yeah, let's go. That would be a really fun question for me to ask you. And for those that don't know, we're interviewing Sundance Skippy. Yes, and and we'll get to that in a second, but this is a fun thing for me, uh, whereas I know these two, and I'm pretty sure I yes. know what they know of me, but uh, as a person that this was our first time physically yes, meeting, yes. what do you know of me? Well, here's the thing, is yeah. that my... Um, perception of you and my knowledge of you is based on uh, two situations of shortage. Okay. One is that um, I, I, ju- I know you as Sundance Skippy, so okay. it doesn't go a lot farther than that other sure. than I know that you're always around. Sure. And, and Those two words in a sentence, one could kind of surmise a little bit about me. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the thing that is informative to me is that in my uh, previous role as a host at Park City Television, oh yeah, I never left that room. Okay, so Skip could be doing, you could be receiving a lifetime achievement award. Yeah, on Main Street in Park City at the Sundance Film Festival, and I would miss that because I'm in one room in town. Now I think you would have left the room for Skippy. Well, and even for then, his well, we never, we just never life, got connected. For his we, lifetime we, achievement, you would have left the room. Well, and I would argue that <laughs> uh, I would argue that uh, from within the Park City TV studios, that with as much footage as people take of Park City during the festival, that you would have come across me numerous times in packages that other people sure. were putting together. Yes, yes absolutely. Just because of like, if you're showing downtown Main Street. And I'm on downtown Main Street for eight of twelve hours in a day. <laughs> you're going to see me yes. if in nothing else but the okay. Oh, can someone? Can we cut around Skippy? He's like in every <laughs> shot, kind of thing. You know. So uh, yeah, he's in every shot and he's yelling. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, can someone please tone it down with Skippy a little bit? Yeah. Um, so if I can jump in and say something, by the way. Sitting here, uh, if people don't already know, we uh, this is being recorded from the Wise Guys Lounge, right? And so yes. I am sitting here surrounded on all sides by some of my comedic heroes. And so sitting in the behind, you know, the uh, behind the velvet rope, uh, if this were Zoolander, uh, the first set of velvet <laughs> ropes, it's not the velvet velvet rope area, but it's definitely one of the velvet rope areas, looking at all of these faces of people that I've come here two wise guys to try and meet or that I've become friends with over the years is surreal. And then to do a simple introduction, you know what, sorry, uh, did you want to introduce me? Go ahead, sorry. Well, I was going to say that, that you being here is not by accident. Yeah. I, I, I planned it to be here and um, Keith obliged, thank you. Yes. And um, Yeah, thanks, Keith. 
Keith, by the way, with no hyperbole when I say this, okay? Uh, so the two-second version of me, and you'll get to it, but my hobby is meeting celebrities, right? Like, my goal with my said hobby is to be around tons of celebrities. And I, without, again, no hyperbole, one of the most influential people in the entertainment industry in all of Utah is Keith Stubbs, the owner of Wise Guys. He is a person who, if you were to ask me, single-handedly has put Utah on the map as far as the comedy scene in Utah goes to a point where I have talked to celebrities when I lived in LA for a short three months and said, oh, I'm from Utah, and I've had, and I've had celebrities say back, oh, that's Keith Stubbs Club. And I say, exactly. And we're talking about celebrities that didn't know that, oh, I'm a guy that hangs out there at that club all the time. Like Dom Herrera, who in comedy circles is known as like, oh, wow, he's a, he's a well-known comedian. He had said to me, oh, I've been trying to play there for years. Keith and I have been missing each other. And I'm like, you've got to play there because you would love it kind of thing. So, yeah, this is, I really feel like I'm kind of sitting Wait, in. Wait, did you get a finder's fee for him? No, like, no, no. Does, I mean, That would be like, great if so, I did. You know, like just kind of. Oh, that, that would be up. amazing if that was like my part-time, uh, if I could get Keith to pay me to go out to LA and just yeah, uh, a little, like, yeah, recruit. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, this is awesome. Maybe, Where we're maybe you should look awesome. into that, Keith. Yeah. Well, me being here part of this job, fanboying mm -hmm. got me here. Yeah. Because I harassed Richie over at X96 yep. for the internship, and I really didn't do much for the radio stations themselves, mm -hmm. little graphic things here and there. But I would go downtown on Friday mornings when the comedians were yes. coming in to be interviewed. And then I met Keith, and it just kind of went from there. Yes. And, and so so I feel like we're brothers in that yeah. way. We're celebrity spotting. Were you there brothers. for Kevin Nealon uh, years ago? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, because uh, Kevin Nealon is one of my favorite stories with that, where I had just come from uh, the year of doing Sundance where – uh, one of the things about me with Sundance is uh, after like my second year there, uh, every year I go, I make a shirt and uh, it says something interesting on the shirt. Well, one year I made a shirt that said number one fan of, and then I had a uh, plastic uh, slip that I, or like a plastic <laughs> thing that I had glued on to each of the shirts. And one year I had the same shirt over and over again and a person's like, do you never change? Do you never wash the shirt? And I was like, okay, first of all, yes, I do wash the shirt. Second of all, touche. And so every year after that, I make two or three of the same words on the shirt, but like different colors also so that people can be like, oh, well, yesterday he was wearing blue. Today he's wearing green. Tomorrow it will be yellow. And then I repeat the cycle kind of thing, right? But one year I had the shirt that said number one fan of, and then I had a slip to be able to, uh, like if I saw a celebrity coming, like pull out a piece of paper with their name <laughs> on it and stick it in there. And a uh, week after Sundance really is when Kevin Nealon came to the X96 studios. I hear that he's going to. I make a Kevin Nealon sign. I slide it in there, go over and meet Kevin. And Kevin thought that was hilarious. And actually, like a month later, he was on uh, Adam Carolla's podcast. And Adam Carolla said, so uh, what are some of your uh, most interesting <laughs> fan encounters? And he says, actually, in Salt Lake City, a guy came wearing a shirt that said number one fan of Kevin Nealon. And I was like. And it works. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and situations like that happen to you all the all the time, where mm -hmm. you get in these cool situations just mm -hmm. by you 
being up there at Sundance. Well, and, and okay, no, wait. I want to know how many times have you been arrested? Zero. Like, zero zero arrest. arrested. Have no, you been arrest. asked to leave? Uh, every now and again, but if you're smart, you go uh, to places where uh, you know that the person can't say anything about you being there. You know, like uh, I can count on maybe one hand the number of times I've gotten photos with people. Uh, like in an area where uh, there would have been security to walk up and say, uh, you can't do that in here. Because everywhere else, it's public access and it's uh, and they can't be mad at me if I can point to 10 other people doing the same thing, you know? And I've had times where I've seen celebrities go up to other celebrities <laughs> in areas where I've been and get photos with them. And one time there was a security guy that just was uh, harassing me and I'm like, that person, that person, that person, that person, why are you talking to me, you know? And they kind of give me the look of, because uh, I realize that in certain places, one of these things is not like the other. And if one person <laughs> is wearing a shirt that says like free hugs on it, you're probably the one that doesn't belong when everyone else is wearing like Gucci or, you know, uh, whatever <laughs> kind of thing, you know? That, so, yeah. that actually probably means you do belong. I, I stand out, I, uh, I, I like what uh, the LA Times one time called me the unofficial mascot of Sundance when they did a little oh, story okay. on nice. me. And I think that I uh, represent the fandom yeah. aspect of Sundance. And then last year, something kind of interesting uh, happened where, uh, do you guys, have you guys heard of the podcast H3, the H3H3 yeah. uh, mm -hmm. podcast, right? They did a video on one of my videos from the other thing that I'm well known for. So I would say that there's two things uh, that I'm quote unquote known for. Uh, probably the thing that I just sheer numbers wise am more known for is because of H3H3 of I was, uh, when I was 34 years old and I'm now 41, I was on a show called Virgin Diaries on TLC. And then like four or five years later, H3H3 does a, a video about the uh, you know about the old Mormon virgin, and when they did that, I went from like a thousand Twitter followers to now I've got like seventy five hundred Twitter followers, right? And it was because of H three H three, and then like uh, some pi uh, some other uh, YouTubers like Winebox Poppy, and um, there's like one or there's a, been a few like I even uh, because of the Virgin Diary show was on I was made fun of by Joel McHale on uh, The Soup, back when it was The Soup, and Tosh.0 has made fun of me, and uh, one of my ones that I'm most proud of was, uh, in fact, I'm looking for him right now, uh, Kevin Smith. Uh, if you look up a video called uh, Kevin Smith Virginity Rocks, uh, Kevin Smith did a video uh, where he, they made fun of three different clips online, and the third one was Virginity Rocks, which is what the shirt that I was wearing at the time said. So I'm Sundance Skippy, but I'm also Skippy the Virgin. And to wrap this story <laughs> up, though, was like last year, I actually got recognized by a few people as like, oh, hey, you know? And so it's like, even though, uh, what, this is going to be my 16th year doing this up at Sundance, right? Even though I've been doing that, and there's a documentary on YouTube called Sundance Skippy, which it's a 90-minute documentary. Go look it up. It's That's got crazy. like only 1,500 views or something like that. But I would say that the what we're here talking to me about because Sundance is coming up aspect is the second thing I'm most known for. And the first one would be just being a cringy old Mormon virgin. 
Well, if I could go back, I would I would probably hold off my virginity later than than I did. Yeah. It, it created some issues. <laughs> yeah. I would I would say that most people would say that. They would uh like I think all of us have uh, at least this is what I've kind of said to I should have done it 10 years earlier. Really? You should have done it when you were 13 and 723. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you wish you'd been like a 9-year-old and uh and being like, "Okay, Wilt Chamberlain has done how many? Let's see if I can break I the can Wilt Chamberlain." That. Yeah. Yeah. I can top that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's even funny as I sit here uh thinking of uh the two people to my right, uh Dylan and Steven, of how I've met them has both been through the whole celebrity thing. And one of my, and I'm not sure uh, how many times I've met Steven before this, but uh, one of my favorite celebrity encounters was with the fact that I became uh, a fan of Garfunkel and Oates, and we went to Wise Guys when it was in the old uh, Wise Guys, and on conference weekend, which is Kate Licucci's, uh birthday, they, uh, on Friday night, were like, oh, so we hear that there's a big Mormon convention going on. And I, from the front row, go, yeah, do you guys want, uh, do you guys want to meet some polygamists? And they go, wait, what? And I go, yeah, I uh, work wait, with some... Wait, so how am I on the polygamist list? Because, like... You, you'll hear, so I, said, <laughs> so I said, yeah, do you want to meet some polygamists? And they're like, what? And at the time, I was working at a pizza place where half of my coworkers were polygamists. And I said, yeah, I can show you around. And Kate's like, oh, yeah, this is Skippy. And uh, they had met me uh, after their uh, show in Chicago. And then here they were. Uh, here it was like a few months later, and they were in Utah. And Kate was like, uh, yeah, do you really mind uh, showing us around? And I go, no. Is there anything you'd like to see? And they said, actually, we have a list of a couple of things. And I'm like, dead serious? I will be your chauffeur for the time. They're like, awesome. That's okay, great. one of them is we want to go to where the Littlest Chocolatier is. I was on their list? Yeah. No, you, I, my hand, Brilliant. my I hand it. to Dave Grohl. And I always say, instead of taking the Lord's name in vain, I always uh, say, like, my hand to Dave Grohl instead of my hand to God, because in my mind's eye, Dave Grohl is uh, the God of rock. So, uh, it's, so Amen. I'm not being blasphemous. If I say, I swear to Dave Grohl, that's true, but I swear to Dave Grohl. That's true. They really did, uh, have on their list of things they wanted to do. I remember you showing up to the shop. Mm -hmm. They were not handcuffed. Nope. And like, I just remember like they were telling me that you were touring them around and I yeah. asked if they were safe and if they were held hostage and um, blink twice for yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Get the Anytime you see a code. girl around me, even after marriage, I think it would still be uh, safe to Ask say, if safe. "Are you are you doing this willingly?" Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's usually yeah, what they people say might for me. check my future wife's wedding ring to make sure that there's not like a shock collar on it that she's like not, you know, that she's willingly wearing it. Yeah. So, no, but we became friends after yeah, that. I agree. I agree, and I think that I had met you. Before, I want to say, like, once maybe at uh, a mutual friend of ours, Danny Thompson's Gifting Lounge, I think we had met, like, once the year before with that. Okay. But, uh, and, but again, it was like a briefly thing. And then uh, another fun thing that I remember was, weren't you student body president of your high school? I was a senior class president. Yes. Senior class or oh, student nice. body president? Senior class. Okay, and see, I thought it was student body president. I lost were... by eight votes. Oh, okay. What high school do you mind if I ask? American Fork. Okay, the caveman. Oh, nice. okay. Do you know what's funny, though? Yeah. Everybody comes up to me and says, hey, you were the student body president of yeah. our high school. 
I don't know if I should correct them. Yeah. No, because absolutely I mean, not. I mean, so like, I, but no way. I mean, but Nate won it. Yeah, fair and square. It, Nate's not. Nate's not present. It slows yeah. down. It slows down the so I, I the natural hero worship that should, we all feel when I we hang claim out with it Steve Hatch and not give Nate the credit. Yeah, don't slow but, down the conversation. Yeah, just keep, yeah, keep yeah. Terry, what were you in high school? What were you like in high school? By the way, um, I was I was heavily involved in uh, theater. Okay, and I can uh, see that choir. Okay, uh, I sang a bunch. Were you a senior a senior superlative, uh, voted most likely to anything? You know, I. If I was, I don't remember. I certainly okay. didn't like make anything like that in the yearbook. Um, yeah, I played on the I golf team. I barely remember attending class. Well, and then Dylan, really? how about you? Did you? I wanted I, to know. I was just kind of friends went. with everybody. You were friends with everyone? Yeah, I never really excelled above anything. I was just kind of there. And Did you do AV stuff in uh, high school kind of thing too? No, I, I took a lot of art classes. Okay. Drank a lot of Crystal Pepsi. Yeah, that was my high school. <laughs> okay, my fun one was I was voted most likely to go bald my senior year of high school because a guy named Adam Lizenby uh, was on student council, and when they did the votes, uh, Adam Lizenby, uh, they had a class clown and other things, and I won, uh, I won at least two of the ones which was most likely to go bald and class clown, and he was on student council, and so he said, oh, well, Skippy's already won this most likely to go bald, He'd come in second on Class Clown, so he takes me off of, instead of giving me the choice of which one I wanted to be known for, as <laughs> uh, Class Clown or most likely to go bald, and uh, he puts himself in as Class Clown, and uh, and to me, it's hilarious because we can get back to what you're talking about uh, now, but that, to me, is the better story, and that's one of the things that's fun about my hobby of doing this and meeting celebrities is that, like, I used to think it was always, I think... I used to think that everything was about uh, the person that had uh, the biggest name celebrity that wins and uh, or that the biggest name thing that you can do wins. And now I find that uh, sometimes while, yes, there's some truth to that, yes, it's great to be known as best looking in high school or class clown, but the person with the best stories also kind of wins, you know? And I would say that over the 15 years that I've been going up to Sundance, you know, there's some people that have uh, had bigger name, uh, you know, meeting, like, I missed, uh, my first year up there was the year that Brad Pitt was there, but I was, uh, uh, I didn't even know what Sundance was and existed at that time, so I didn't get Brad Pitt that year, right? But fast forward to Dave Grohl recognized me from some YouTube videos that he had watched a week after Sundance, uh, sent, uh, had one of the people at Chelsea Lately get a hold of me and said, uh, so I got an email that said, hi Skippy, my name's Caitlin from the Chelsea Lately Show. As you probably already know, Dave Grohl is guest hosting next week and wants you to be a part of one of the shows. Are you That's free? Genius. And I was like, uh, is I thought it was a prank from like a local radio station. And they were like, nope, we're serious. They flew me out to L.A., and I got to hang out with Dave Grohl, and the guest that day was Jack Black. What? And Dave, on the show, says, I want to read to you from Skippy's website. It says, I get told I look like Philip Seymour Hoffman, Andy Richter, and sometimes Jack Black. And Jack's like, yeah, I can kind of see it. And I'm like, I actually met you at Sundance a couple years ago, and when I met you, I said, hey, Dave, my name's Skippy. Can I get a photo? And you're like, yeah. And so we got the photo real quick, 
And then I saw you the next day and I go, Dave, what's my name? And I was wearing the same hat that I'm wearing now, but I put my hand <laughs> over the hat and I said, Dave, what's my name? Or, or, uh, Dave, uh, not Dave, uh, Jack. I go, hey, Jack, what's my name? And he goes, Slappy. And I go, and everyone like in the audience goes, Slappy was close. And I'm like, exactly. And so then, uh, and so then Dave Grohl, the Keith Stubbs of the rock world, and I say that because uh, Keith Stubbs walked by, plus I love Keith Stubbs to death. Uh, but yeah, Dave Grohl then says to Jack Black, uh, so Jack, do you have any advice for Slappy, the old Mormon virgin from Utah? <laughs> because he's got this rock song called Effing Her Gently. And he's like, I would say uh, start off uh, slow, uh, maybe some dry humping kind of thing. <laughs> so like the insane but true story that ends all stories in my mind, I, at least of what I've had happen in my life. And keep in mind, I'm a person who has asked out Britney Spears on a date. I sang with Ben and J-Lo. And I've had some of these, ex I've had some of these, uh, I'm friends with the band Smash Mouth and uh, had one of the, and had the lead singer uh, offer to marry me and a girl that I was dating uh, because he as the lead singer of Smash Mouth had the authority to uh, wed people, which again was crazy and fun and awesome. But of all these stories, my favorite one, the one that uh, tops everything is Dave Grohl recognizing me from YouTube videos, flying me to LA, putting me on Chelsea Lately, introducing me to Jack Black, and having Jack Black give me sex advice. I mean, that's the that's the hokey pokey to me. That's what it's all about. That's like the funnest, uh, you know. And so sometimes when I'm like really depressed and uh, like thinking I, I suicidal thoughts, that's what keeps me from committing it is because it's like, because I've had these experiences. That's pretty dang awesome. I, I can't think of anything to top that. Yeah. There's, there's just no series of events that would ever lead to that's, anything better. Yeah. That's pretty classic, yeah. and I have to say that as, um, as a music person, as a musician, and right? as just a, a person with a brain in the world, yeah. that, I mean, Dave Grohl. Dave yeah. Grohl, and of course, Jack yeah. Black is amazing. I yep. love Jack Black, but Dave Grohl's kind of the coolest person in the world. Well, and, and so here's a question that I have for each of you guys, right? So Dave Grohl in a way where, because that story is something that happens like once in a lifetime and doesn't happen to everyone. So whenever someone asks me, who is your favorite celebrity you've met up at Sundance, right? It's Dave because of that, right? Even though in real life, right, I've had some amazing other experiences that, uh, but everything else is in like, it's amazing in a different way, right? Like the fact that I'm friends with the band Smash Mouth and I became, uh, and I was on a reality TV show because the uh, band manager of Smash Mouth and I became friends over MySpace at the time. I swear this is true. We became <laughs> friends over MySpace, which then led to uh, Smash Mouth coming to concert uh, and meeting him in person and saying, hey, well, now that uh, we're friends in person, we should be friends on MySpace or this new Facebook thing, right? And then, uh, and then uh, he messages me and says, "Hey, uh, Smash Mouth is coming. Would you like to go?" And then he's like, "Hey, me and this girl that I'm dating are uh, are going to be down in Vegas. Want to come to a Smash Mouth show there?" And then two months later, it goes, "Hey, we're getting married. Do you want to come to that?" I go to that, and I got to be the head usher at his wedding, which. We found, which I found out later, you know, some weird things start happening at this wedding. Like one of the bridesmaids showed up bright orange and sing, and uh, the wedding singer uh, showed up drunk and singing Christmas carols. And one of uh, the groomsmen was like, 
saying to me, that girl over there, you should try and sleep with her. And I didn't know at the time that some of the people there were actors. And so they come out and they're like, at the end of the night, you're like, okay, you're all on a, re a reality show. It's called The Real Life Wedding Crashers. And the guy trying to get me to hit on uh, the attractive girl was Ben Glebe. So Ben Glebe was there. Catherine Reitman, who is sister to Jason Reitman and daughter of Ivan Reitman, was there. Desi Lydic, who is on The Daily Show, uh, was there. Gareth Reynolds, who is on The Dollop with Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds' uh, podcast, was there. Steve Byrne was the other usher there, right? So all of these people are names in common. And then this crazy hot girl, Robin Bain, who is an actress and uh, director in her own right, was the hot girl I was hitting on at this wedding of my real-life friend, Eric, to his wife, Melissa, from Smash Mouth adjacent kind of thing. Oh, and by the way, I didn't even mention, I was I was oddly friends with Joey Fatone because I had done an internship, and Joey Fatone was there that night, too. So these are all crazy fun things, but like the fact that I'm, like, literally, I'm wearing a Seahawks shirt right now because when I uh, was on the reality show Virgin Diaries and I got to do press for it, one of the radio stations was like, uh, we can't get you up here, but if you can fly up to uh, Seattle, we're doing a, uh, like a Wallapalooza for Christmas kind of thing called the Deck the Hall Ball. And so the only person that I knew that I could stay with was the former band manager of Smash Mouth. I call up Eric and say, <laughs> hey, can I crash on your couch? I go up there and in front of 10,000 people got to introduce the band The Lumineers on stage, what? right? And uh, so like all these just like, weird fun things but like eric and i are friend friends uh we still talk kind of thing dave Grohl, who would probably recognize me maybe remember me uh to this day but like eric and uh melissa and their family like i know all of the names i don't know dave Grohl's wife's name and his kids names kind of thing i can't say that but even eric would say oh yeah 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 no the dave Grohl story is way better than your smash mouth story and that whole thing even though it led to the tiny uh, appearance on that reality show, and even though it led to the friendships of like, whenever Smash Mouth plays within a two-state radius, I still get to go uh, backstage and hang out with the band kind of thing, you know? So all these crazy, weird, fun stories that I could tell, all of which deserve their own one. Like, when I was 22 and she was 18, asking Britney Spears on a date changed my freaking life, right? And that is a whole story kind of thing. The very first year I went up to Sundance, came as a result of having been on a tiny show, which if you've got the chance right now, stop what you're doing, put this on pause, go look up Skippy in Love, right? It's a, it's a five minute video, it's, it involves boats, and you will not regret it, Skippy in Love is this uh, date, I call it my, uh, the Citizen Kane of cringe. It is the thing that of all things that people will remember me for, it should Why be that. Why Sundance? It's the boats thing. What, 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 do you, what do you love about well, Sundance? And so one of the people that worked on that was like a few months after that reality show. You don't show, care about Sundance. You just want to talk about the boat. Well, no, 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 no. Listen. <laughs> so one of the people that worked on that said, hey, we're uh, filming this thing up at Sundance. We need some gopher boys. Do you want to grab some friends and help us, right? And I'd never been to Sundance. And so because of that little boats reality show, I got to go up and help her out with Sundance. And it was the year that Ben was dating J-Lo and they uh, were doing uh, the show uh, um, Project Greenlight 2, which uh, they ended up, the movie they ended up making was the Shia LaBeouf 
the Battle for Shaker Heights movie, right? But it was finding the director and writers for that. And I got to be an intern up at Sundance that year. I looked around going, holy crap, this is in our backyard. I want to do this. And so from that year on, I've been going up to Sundance meeting celebrities. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm a lot there. Yeah. Trying to, yeah. <laughs> what year was that? Yeah. 2003. It was January 2003. Yeah. So this is 16th year at Sundance. But that first year, couldn't take any photos with anyone. Like, uh, uh, you know, uh, the memories I have are like the behind the scenes with like uh, the crew from it. But uh, one of the guys that uh, worked on it and uh, directed it, a guy named Kyle Rankin, he and I are still friends, and he remembers me vividly from that. In fact, he had said to me uh, that of all of the people that uh, he ended up getting to be one of the directors chosen from it, and he has uh, told me uh, online through messaging back and forth, he's like, of all the people that we met, even the big name people, you were one of the people I remembered most from that. And it was just me being just this happy-go-lucky at the time, 24, 25-year-old uh, Mormon being like, gee golly, hey, can I help you with this? Hey, how are you? I'm Skippy. Nice to meet you kind of thing. And I, and I want to, by the way, say a huge thank you to Mitch English, who gave me the nickname Skippy, and he had given it to me just like a year before. And I really think that, like, there's a million Scots out there, but how many Skippies do you know? And so it's with that nickname Skippy. Family ties. And is that the only time, one yeah, I Yep. <laughs> it's the only one right. I can yep. think of. So, yeah. So, uh, thank you to Mitch English uh, for that whole experience. But, yeah. It, and then it kind of became this weird, fun little thing with this uh, crazy hobby and everything like that. And uh, and now what I'm doing in my life is work. Like, I'm currently jobless, right? But I am trying to get my YouTube channel going uh, to be able to monetize it, right? And so, uh, like... Uh, uh, Oh, are you taking off? Oh, okay. Um, so I've got uh, so I've got like some things that I'm hoping to accomplish, right? And I'm hoping to, uh, as people go to my YouTube channel, all of my stuff, by the way, is at I am Skippy, right? So my YouTube channel is at I am Skippy. Twitter is at I am Skippy. Instagram I am Skippy. And as I try to uh, post videos online and uh, make a career out of, because the thing that I get asked often is like, so what do you want to do with it? And that's the thing. I don't know. Like, I've got this great personality, but I don't know how to monetize the meeting celebrities thing, you know? Like, I've got some great ideas for a reality TV show involving me with things, but people also ask, like, uh, even just the fact that I'm here as Sundance Skippy and not as Skippy the Virgin, because the inevitable question comes, well, what happens once you have sex? You know, one's like, well, that's why I don't go by Skippy the Virgin, because one day I hope to not be Skippy the Virgin. You know, I would have to change my moniker to Skippy the Ex-Virgin kind of thing, because I really do want to one day get uh, married and have kids. But at the same time, I realize that what girl is looking at me in this like 20, 30 pounds overweight, uh, lives in mom's basement, uh, no job state going like, oh, Come to mama. You know, it's not going to be that ideal type, but there's still potential there. So, you know, it's, uh, it's fun. It's the hope. Oh, can I stop and real quickly give you guys some gifts? Oh, so, sure. Uh, so, you brought us gifts. Yeah. So uh, when I was delivering pizzas up at, uh, I don't have to say, uh, 
it was Domino's. When I delivered pizzas at Domino's, I did that uh, for a I while bring, too. Uh, <laughs> I would bring gifts to people that would tip me ten dollars or more, right? And so I was always checking like Walmart and their uh, clearance section for things and stuff like that. So I always have like in my car some gifts, yeah. and then also I give out gifts to celebrities up at the Sundance Film Festival. So I've got uh, some. Uh, if you guys would like, I've got the Skippy Rape Whistle here for you guys. Also, which uh, they gave these out on uh, on uh, Chelsea lately with Dave Grohl says thanks to Skippy I didn't get raped. But then uh, the <laughs> gift that I did not give when I was at Domino's, but these are uh, something fun. Is just here is a uh, and I wasn't sure if there would oh, be nice. three of you, but oh, I nice. brought three just in case. But it's a uh, little sticker that you put on the back of your phone that uh, holds a couple of credit cards and then. Uh, makes for a phone stand for you. So, thanks, yeah. man. Very nice. Thank this you. is way cool. It's a high value gift. It's a solid it's little a solid gift, especially nice if uh, you just tipped a guy ten dollars. But uh, I don't yeah. work at Domino's anymore. Uh, so right now it's uh, uh, just trying to find out what. And here's uh, one or two other things. Like between now and Sundance, I've got a friend of mine. A great, a great guy named John Lau who uh, does real estate in Utah County. Yes, trying to plug that because he's great. He is actually flying me to Colorado next week, and we're going to get some dental work done because one of the things I feel bad is breathing on you guys right now because I've got some cracked teeth and I need dental work, mm. and I'm not sure how I'm going to pay for it, right? So we've got like a GoFundMe. If you guys want to look up uh, dental work for Skippy on GoFundMe, help that because my friend John just out of nowhere was like, hey, let me help you do this. And he didn't do it with, hey, let me help you do this. And then if you go on a podcast, go tell them, go look up John and Lau Real Estate. He didn't do it. He did it because he's a great guy. In the same way that like uh, if, and it's tough, sometimes your friends will say, hey, Skippy, will you help me promote this or that? And it's tough because even though I don't have a lot, I sometimes get a lot of people asking me for things. And I think we all would way rather help people generically than have people than feel like you're obligated to tell people about things, right? And so uh, when I have the chance, I like to tell people about things that I love. And it's a question that I love asking people of like, what is something that you love that if other people knew about it, they would love too? And one other thing I'm going to mention, and I actually have it here in my pocket, is um, like about six or seven years ago, I got addicted to pain pills, right? And it's not something that I talk much about or a lot about at all. And to help me overcome my addiction to pain pills, I like went uh, cold turkey. And when I went uh, cold turkey, I got suicidal, right? And like there was literally right before my 40th birthday, I had attempted suicide, right? Because I'm 40 years old. I was jobless uh, due to... Um, thing you know due to like emotional stuff and i was like in this really low place and a friend of mine told me about uh kratom which do you guys know about kratom at all i'm a little bit familiar with it the two second version of it for people is it's something that you would find normally at uh smoke shops uh it's an uh it's an herb holistic kind of thing there's this uh company called south sea adventures they make this stuff called mit 45 and mit 45 i like to uh you know how like uh, inline skating is inline skates is what all inline skates are, but everyone just refers to them as rollerblades, right? 
right. MIT 45 is the rollerblades of Kratom. It's like the top of the line, the best stuff out there. So I like to say MIT 45 and Kratom are synonymous. And a friend of mine told me about MIT 45 and it helped me get through that shaky, I didn't have Oof. pain pills, what was I going to do? And literally using MIT 45 over the next like month and a half got me to the point where I could actually go in, get a job, and start trying to get back to normal, right? And so that's something where they're not paying me to tell you guys that right now, but it's like, holy cow, when you find something that great that works that well, you want to tell everyone about that, right? And then the last thing I'll mention here, uh, you mentioned the Cotopaxi, right? Mm -hmm. I was walking through the mall, and one of the guys from Cotopaxi recognized me and was like, holy crap, you're Skippy from Virgin Diaries. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, would you like to come on in? And it so happens that a guy I went to high school with also works uh, at the company. But they're like, nice. would you like one of our backpacks? And I'm like, sure. And they're like, and you don't have to, but if you go on a date and you uh, want to uh, be wearing your Coda Paxi uh, backpacks, you can. And I'm like, no, that's awesome. And especially the thing that was so cool to me then was these people believed in me then when I had like, you know, like less than 4,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube, not even a monetized channel. So if in a year from now, right, when I do have a lot of subscribers, which hopefully you listening to this now, subscribe and like to I Am Skippy, hopefully I can, uh, when I'm still wearing my Kodopaxi backpack, I'm doing that because people believe in you when you're not anything big and not anything great. And it's also, if I'm being honest with you, one of the reasons why I told uh, Dylan right away that I would do this podcast is because Dylan has said to me a long time ago, hey, sometime we should get you on to talk about uh, Sundance and things. And he did that without even, I hadn't been on uh, H3H3 the very first time when he said that. And so like, I hope if my YouTube channel takes off and I become something big, right? I will promise you right now, I'll do this podcast if I'm at like 100,000 subscribers or a million subscribers because of that believing in me when I'm quote unquote this, you know, for later. So thank you for the little uh, product placement-y without none of the people that I told you about uh, paid me at all to say what I said about them. But it's good paying it forward kind of stuff. Well, that's the only way you'll be allowed back is if you have that many. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, because at a certain point, you see someone like me talking this much, and it's yeah. like, oh, he's annoying the guests on the other side. And so, yeah, sometimes I have to bring <laughs> free things. Otherwise, there's no way anyone would have me on this side of the <laughs> velvet rope. So celebrity-wise, do you remember the first picture you got? When I was in high school, Steve Young uh, came and spoke to uh, what we called a morning side, right? It was like a fireside for Mormons, only it was in the morning uh, before school. And uh, I and the whole reason uh, why uh, uh, why I was excited for him and uh, and why I was even going to Orem High was because I did radio. And when I was 14 years old, I had a teacher at Orem Junior High whose favorite morning DJs were Fisher and Todd in the morning on Kiss in 97. And so I thought to suck up to my teacher, I will go interview Fisher and Todd. Fisher and Todd loved me. Uh, they brought me back and I even did call-ins for them. And then I was like, oh, this radio thing is fun. I found out to get your radio license. 
you filled out a piece of paper and sent in $35, I got my radio license, and then even though I live by Mountain View, the Crosstown High School, KOHS, uh, Orem High, uh, so I got district permission to go to Orem High to become a KOHS DJ, right? And so my very first makeout I got with a girl was because she listened to my radio show, which when I was a senior, it's called Alternative Jams with Scott Jam and Jessup. I'm like, you're listening to KOHS 91.7 FM. I'm the host of Alternative Jams, Scott Jam and Jessup, and this is, you know, and then like zombie, you know, like, and I was playing Green Day and all these like fun, I mean, when I met Dave Grohl, I got to talk to him about like, I literally was playing Nirvana on my high school radio station. Meeting you is blowing my freaking mind, kind of thing, you know? And, uh, and so that being at the radio station for that purpose and then meeting Steve Young, oh, that was kind of fun. And uh, I'm in a photo with him. And then afterwards, uh, he, afterwards, a few of us are kind of following him around. And he goes, hey, I've got uh, some Weedy boxes. Anyone want some? Anyone want one? And so he autographed a to uh, Scott uh, on our Wheaties box. I sold it that day for $5 because I was more interested in $5 and I hate myself for having done that. I'm like, oh! <laughs> and yet, and I didn't understand at the time why someone would pay me $5 for that, but that was Steve Young. And then um, a month or uh, two or three months later, uh, this, I love that, I, I haven't told this story in years, two or three months later, uh, he's won the Super Bowl He's down at Will's Pit Stop in Provo. He pulls up, my friend's like, hey, Skippy, there's, uh, I wasn't going by Skippy then. Uh, hey, Jam, there's uh, your uh, friend Steve Young. I'm like, yeah, right. And they're like, nope, sure enough. He pulls up and I run up and I go, hey, Steve, I met you at the morning side. Uh, do you remember me? And he looks down and he's like, oh, hey. And I go, oh, is that your Super Bowl ring? And he goes, yeah, want to see it? And he pulls off his Super Bowl ring, hands it to me. And all I could think was, Run, run right now, <laughs> run out that door, run down the street, run as fast as you can, and you'll be the most famous kid in the world tomorrow. <laughs> but I just sat there holding on to that ring for that second going, oh wow, cool, and I handed it back to him. And that part of me where everyone else is, would be like, no, you should never do that. That part of me right then said, oh dang, I wish I had just run off with Steve Young's ring, because it would have been on like Sports Center the next day, and if it was in 2019, that would have gone Oh, viral, TMZ, right? right? Yeah. You beat, you beat TMZ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that was the first like celebrity uh, kind of encounter that way kind of thing. And then working at the uh, radio station, you know, like uh, it just was New Year's. I was at Citadel radio station when the year 2000 hit and they thought that uh, all the computers were gonna go down. And so the radio station group paid me money in a bunch of coupons to get me to be there at the radio station in case anything happened. And so that's like where I spent the year 2000. I got into a couple accidents in radio station vehicles. I got out of radio, and then I was in kind of like this downhill spiral until my mom and God got me into uh, college at the age of 27, almost 28. And so I've had all these like really weird, fun stories, but nothing that's like really ever set me. Uh, you know, nothing huge. I mean, even what a blessing it was that Virgin Diaries was seen by hardly anyone. You know, so I'm still I'm at the <laughs> point where I could become famous. And I'm, I like to say that I'm like less famous than Mr. Mac Jr. Because like Mr. Mac Jr. gets recognized because he's on commercials that are on, you know, in between sessions of conference here in Utah kind of thing, right? I'm nowhere near as famous as him locally. But every now and again, when delivering a pizza, I would get tipped an extra 10 or $20 because people knew I was living in mom's basement. 
So there you go, you know? And so, yeah, I'm a very, very, I'm the loosest, loosest uh, form of what you could call a celebrity. I'm like, I, I wouldn't do porn like uh, what Dana Plato and like, Corey Feldman and things like that. I'm I'm this weird kind of like okay. Well, I was never famous enough to be a e true Hollywood story of uh, he hits rock bottom that way because I never got to hit high enough to I never hit rock to then have to go to rock bottom kind of thing. But I've had these weird, crazy, fun experiences, you know. And uh, and yeah, like I so many of my friends. Uh, my one friend, uh, Danny Thompson, he will tell people like oh. Skippy is around like huge celebrities and so he'll kind of brag about me and I'll pause and I'll be like Yeah, kind of you know because like people then almost want to say so what have you done and I'm like Well, do you watch really cringy videos on YouTube because if so I uh, was uh, the most cringe worthy person on reddit for uh, you know, like the month of November 2017 or whatever it was, you know, but nothing huge, but weirdly enough if I had to uh, right now, if you were to say, uh, I'll give you $1,000 if you can get an A-lister on the phone, I could pull up because, weirdly enough, I'm friends with some A-listers through meeting them. And, I mean, I went to Carl Malone's 50th birthday party, which I know isn't the same as, like, you met an A-lister, talk about Carl Malone. But in Utah, Carl Malone is an A-lister, you know? No and then there's, like, people in entertainment where enough of them like me where... I get that I'm an odd person, I get that I'm kind of cringy, and I talk a lot, and I'm not for everyone. I get that. Some people are listening to me out of annoyance and are screaming at their podcast right now of, why did you even have this guy on? Shut up. But at the same time, there's something that's likable enough about me that people tolerate me with, and I've been really blessed that uh, the people that have seen the humanity. Some of them are celebrities, and I've had amazing experiences like Dave Keckner, who uh, was champ on, uh, uh, on so Anchorman great. and nice said guy. whammy. He, when I saw him, I'm like, hey Dave, I'm not sure if you, he goes, bring it in. And he, and he hugs me close and he goes, we've talked about you around our dinner table. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. no way, right? That's brilliant. But it all came from, these developing these relationships and you know I added him on Facebook but then I added his wife and then instead of messaging him I messaged his wife you know saying hey I love the photos of your family and little sweet things like that and so she liked me a lot too so when I lived out in LA instead of trying to get a hold of Dave I messaged Lee and said hey if there's ever a chance for us to uh, get to dinner you know not saying you me and Dave you know can we get to dinner? And she's like, hey, I'm going to be at a thing with Mo Collins from Mad TV. And I'm like, I'm friends with Mo Collins from Mad TV, weirdly, because of building friendships. And so they were at a thing. And so me and Dave Keckner's wife, Lee, who is an amazing woman herself. And then so then two weeks later, when I'm at literally the Hollywood Improv, and I see Dave Keckner, I'm like, hi, Dave, I'm not sure if you know. Come in, bring it in for a <laughs> hug. We've talked about you around the table. And then... So little things like that where it's like, I realize as I've been talking, how do you follow all of my stories? Because that's how I am as a person. And it's scatterbrained, and it doesn't make sense, and and I am really a little bit of an enigma of, okay, what do you do with all of this energy and all of these stories? I don't know how or what to do anything with you. Exactly. No, no one yet has 
And that's the position I'm in. But at the same time, there's some really fun stories. I'm a good person. No girl has found me, you know, uh, desirable enough to do like a long time commitment with. I've grabbed some boobs, you know, like my bishop and I, you know, are, uh, <laughs> have had conversations about that. I haven't been the best Mormon. I'm not the worst. Still a virgin. So, you know, I mean, like, yeah. And, and if you had asked me when I had gotten home off my mission where I would be at this point in my life and like if you had said, okay, so you're going to be 41 years old, you're going to be doing a podcast. First of all, what the crap is a podcast? Second of all, <laughs> wait, I'm single. I live in my mom's basement. Uh, I am pro-gay marriage. I'm pro-medical marijuana. Um, and I, uh, I don't have a job. Do, uh, I, there's no way I'm Mormon, right? You know, that's what I would say. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, I can't be Mormon, and I probably am committing suicide or trying to commit suicide all the time. Nope, just uh, once about a year ago when things were really down. I mean, I make no sense to me as I'm sitting here, let alone to 21-year-old just off a Mormon mission me. But, you know, at the end of this, and I know we're about to wrap it up, but that's what I am, and that's why... I'm both fascinating and kind of annoying and lovable and yet kind of easy to hate. So I get all of that. You're an enigma. Wrapped inside of a mystery, inside of a whatever the saying goes. Yeah. Yeah. Edward Enigma. Should we do bonus <laughs> questions? Yeah. Well, I don't know what time it is. It's like, it's 420. Oh, Hey. <laughs> Excuse me. No, I gotta go. Okay, on that note, have a good one, you guys. It's been fun. I'll only be gone for a moment. Bonus questions, me. If you guys can. Dylan, go for it. That's okay. Who's your favorite Muppet and why? Favorite Muppet? uh, Okay, the easy answer is uh, the easy answer is Animal, but uh, yes, there's uh, there's part of me that loves uh, not what's uh, what's Beaker's handler's name. Uh, Honeydew, not not Beaker, but the guy that doctor guy, Professor Professor Honeydew. Yeah, yeah, Professor Honeydew. Uh, There's a part of me that loves him because his job is to interpret the craziness of Beaker, and so I maybe love him for what it is that his job is that he has to do. He has (laughs) to interpret for the craziness that is Beaker. I have an appreciation for that. And then the That's other, good. and then the other one is, um, who would play you in the movie of your life? Easy. Oh, this is the most slam dunk easy question of all time. Do you? Uh, uh, it's got to be Jack Black. N- uh, no. 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 I I will say. Uh, you think Jack it, Black is going to be pissed? You think it's got to be Jack Black <laughs> until I pull out a photo of the person, and uh, as soon as we hang up, uh, I'll uh, try and have it. Uh, Go look on my Twitter. Uh, I'll have the photo up and posted. But if you've ever watched a show called uh, Breaking Bad, there was a guy named Todd who everyone referred to as Meth Damon, right? But uh, (laughs) Meth Damon, uh, a.k.a. Todd, a.k.a. Jesse Plemons, when he puts on a little bit of weight, when he puts on a little bit of weight, right? So I'm living out in in, uh, California for a little bit. I see him. I'm wearing glasses, and my buddy Mitch, uh, when I sent him the photo, goes, dude, why didn't you take off your glasses? I'm like, oh, yeah. So I get a photo with him, and I'm like, hey, I've been told I look like you a couple times. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can kind of see it. We get a photo together, and I say, can we make the same face? And he's like, sure. But I was wearing glasses, right? And then 
and Mitch was like, Skippy, next time you meet him, take off your glasses. Or if he's wearing glasses, wear them, right? <laughs> and so he has a film up at Sundance. I see him uh, at his premiere, and I say, hey, can we get this? And he goes, sure. And like, then the next day, he's all by himself walking around, and I go, can we really get like one or two? Because like he, he uh, was nice enough and took one, but then he goes, sure. And I go, okay. Uh, even if it takes a second, he's like, we'll get you the photo because I can see it too. And so Jesse then, for like four or five minutes, waited, and we got the perfect pictures of him and I both with a serious look on our face and with a happy look on our face, both us wearing uh, hats, uh, neither one of us wearing glasses. And I'm not even kidding when I say to you, someone said to me when looking at the photo, which one are you? And I had to take a second to be able to wow. know for sure awesome. in that instant. Because for a split second, I was like, oh, wait, no, duh, I'm on the left. I'm not on the right. That's him. And we look that much alike in a couple of photos that, like, uh, yes, sometimes I get mistaken yes. for Jack Black. And the uh, prior to Jesse Plemons, the person, uh, may he rest in peace, was Philip Seymour Hoffman and I... Uh, I had even, when I met Philip Seymour Hoffman before he passed away, I said, hey, Philip, if they made a movie about you, could I play you as uh, younger? And he goes, well, I'd play myself both older and younger, of course. Oh. <laughs> and they're like, great answer, Philip, great answer. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I'm a serious actor. Yeah, Don't yeah. ask me to yeah, be yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh, oh, that is funny. So yeah, Jesse Plemons, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, may he rest in peace. Uh, Jack Black, I, I think I have Jim Gaffigan face also. I really do have Jim Gaffigan. Uh, yeah, it's in there for sure. Yeah. It's in there for yeah. sure. And uh, so there's a hodgepodge of it. I, I'm even looking over uh, Dylan's shoulder right now, and I'm seeing Tim, uh, Tom Arnold and Tom Arnold. And then uh, just on the other side, Drew Carey. Uh, there's this thing on right now, online right now where you go twinning, and you can put in your face, and it tells oh, you yeah, who your twin that. is. On Pop Sugar. And yeah. The, Pop yeah, Sugar, on Pop right? Sugar. And the first person that it came up for me was uh, Drew Carey. And so, and I've met Drew, and he would recognize, he, he might remember me also, because I met him on my birthday, and uh, weird, I've got a bunch of stories. I got one of the guys people. from Tim and Eric. Okay. And then I got, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, gosh, I can't think of his name. Um, he had a judge show for a while, but he's a comedian. Uh, John John Hodge. Oh, John, John, John Hodges, yeah. 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 Oh, love him. And then that one. Yeah. That one, oh, I can okay. kind of see that, yeah. And then the, the farther down the list, Conan. Not, very, I look nothing yeah. like Conan. So yeah. th their algorithm's broken a little bit. Yeah. But, That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Who do you get, Stephen? I've never done it. Has anyone said through the face you remind anyone of anyone? No, but all little people look the same, apparently. Yeah. And so... And that's unfair, by the way, because I, I think that you should be judged on what your face looks like, not on your height, you know? Because... Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Like, I've... Yeah. It, I've been told I'm so many different people. By the way, can I tell you one of the things I appreciate about, I appreciate about you is that... There have been a couple times where uh, I used to own a shirt that said uh, that said I love midgets, right? Yeah. And I remember the day that I threw that away. I was thinking of uh, you, right? Like you thought of from, me when you threw away a shirt. Yeah, well, because I I remember thinking like aside from the fact that like oh I can see how it's offensive, but then one day you had had a post, and we're talking about like a couple years ago, and you're like, 
why are there so many ignorant people where they don't even think of others? And I, and I remember in that moment thinking, I'm mad at me over the years for having gotten to a point where I would have worn uh, something that would have been like, not that we should all be in a PC culture, but at the same time, we should all pretend like we have a friend who is in that situation. I had a shirt that said, golf is gay. And I hate that I owned that shirt because even though the shirt, uh, it showed a golfer on it and it wasn't saying uh, gay people are bad, but I hate for even a split second that a gay friend of mine would maybe think, wait, so are you saying that golf is good or bad? Because if you're saying golf is bad, then you're saying that being gay is bad, therefore all those things. And so in this way where I love 2019 me and I, you shouldn't be so PC that you can never say anything, but at the same time, you should think of every situation as, what if my brother was this? And I really do think of you and think of like, oh, I, uh, I never want to accidentally to... Say, uh, say midgets when it's little person. And I never want to accidentally, uh, if someone's talking about trans people and how, you know, they're all the same, be like, no, because even though I don't have a trans friend right now, I want to pretend like I do so that I'm never caught doing that. And I never want to say uh, blank is gay to mean anything other than awesome, fantastic, amazing. Because my gay friends are awesome, fantastic, amazing kind of thing. And hopefully that also applies to Mormons, you know, because I do have a couple of uh, friends that are like, hey, you're the first Mormon that I've ever really gotten to know. And I'm like, cool, we're not all like me because not every Mormon is 41 <laughs> a virgin living in their mom's basement. There are a couple of us, and for them, I represent them, but not all of us. Most Mormons get married early, and... <laughs> they procreate. They're yeah. eight, 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 ten kids eight in sad. by the time they're 30. I met a guy named Scott Jessup when I was working at the pizza place that was a polygamist, and I was so excited because I said, you're Scott Jessup? And he goes, yeah. And I go, and you're a polygamist? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, you're like bizarro me. I'm like, the only way you and I could be any more different is if you were like a gay black woman, like uh, the like uh, Spencer King's joke about Wanda Sykes is, you know... Like, yeah, yeah. if you were (laughs) Wanda Sykes uh, as a polygamist, that's the only way we could be more different. But his name was Scott Jessup. He was a polygamist. And I'm like, I'm Scott Jessup. And not only do I have no wives, I've, you know, I've never had sex before. I have zero wives. You're Scott Jessup. You have many. Hey, we're the same, but we're completely different. The bizarro world. Yeah. Shout out to Spencer King. Shout out again, and it cannot be said enough, to Keith Stubbs, because... I really do think of, uh, if you were to have me list uh, who are the most influential people in my life, and I'm not saying this just because we're in his building, Keith Stubbs and how many people I've come to see uh, up here at Sundance. When people sometimes ask me, how do you meet all the celebrities that you meet? I think, okay, first of all, think about where it is that you live right now, right? If there's a comedy place right now, go. Go often, become friends with the people there, right? Know where to stand so that you're not in the way of people, and then meet the comedians that go there, right? And then, if you're lucky enough to live in Utah where you have a film festival, go up. And I was going to tell you about this. I know we're out of town, but there's an app, uh, the 2019 Sundance Film Festival app, right? Look it up. Look up uh, the movies that are coming. Look up the producers, because one year, uh, and I really regretted this, Ben Affleck had produced a movie that was up at Sundance. And so even though I couldn't get my photo with Ben at the time, I could have had a one-on-one with Ben that year because he produced a movie and one of the autograph guys was like, oh yeah, Ben was there and no, I'm like, oh, that's right, he produced. So look at who the producers are, right? 
because it may not be a big name person that is in the movie, but a big name person may have produced the movie, right? Because a lot of uh, people are doing uh, the producing and the directing, right? Same thing is like, uh, <laughs> and he'll even joke about this himself, uh, that, uh, uh, why am I blanking on his, uh, James Franco has directed and starred in and produced a ton of crap movies. And some of them have been up at Sundance. And so sometimes he will have these movies that is a passion project for him, and you can get a photo with James Franco if for no other reason than he makes some crap, weird indie movies, and he comes to Sundance a lot, right? So, you know, go up there, have fun with that. If you're willing to walk around and meet celebrities and stuff, and in my opinion, one of the other things, I live by two sayings, and this is a really good way to end this. My two favorite sayings are, if you can't be great, be memorable, right? And angels fly because they take themselves so lightly. And one of the things that makes me work for some people is that I am very self-deprecating. I don't take myself very uh, seriously at all. And it really is, I'm not great looking. I'm not, uh, I'm not too fat, too skinny, too tall, too anything. I'm a bland thumb of a person, but I'm great at being memorable. And so find your what it is about you that does, and then do that, you know, and then, you know, make a name for yourself. And by all means, do not follow my footsteps. Do not live in your mom's basement when you're 41. That's uh, my advice. Yeah. I got to go back to my mom's basement. You know? The podcast is done, man. <laughs>